everybody. I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wondery people, to the traditional Custodies, and who are still here on Aboriginal land. Thank you. My name's Jane, and today we'll be talking about the Royal Commission that Colin and I went to. We told our stories to, and I'll introduce you to Colin on the first question about it. Colin! Yes, How Jane. were the workshops with the Royal Commission with you? If you're talking about the different things that we're going to be talking about, I don't like the idea of every workshop being in one room because you've got four parts of a room. So in the four corners, there's people talking. In the middle, you might have one or two people talking. And it's really hard and difficult to hear what's going on in that room with your session. So I'd encourage anybody to have single sessions. Okay. Now, with the workshops that I went to with the Royal Commission, I thought that it was good, but um, I was raising my voice a lot, telling them what I thought of the Royal Commission and how we can get other people to come forward and tell their stories at these workshops and that they should be paid not to be ignored. And that, and the more stories that are to be heard from the Royal Commission, the stronger that the Royal Commission's going to get. And Colin, what about other people who want to come out and tell their stories that they will be listened to? What about other people in CAUs and nursing homes and all that? Yeah, I think it's a good idea uh, if they want to do it. My only concern with group homes or... Uh, CIUs, as we call them. I hate the word yeah. group home. Um, when I was talking at the Royal Commission, um, one of the things I was talking about, I asked a question, and my question was, are any people with a, with a disability from group homes or CIUs are going to be interviewed? And I'm sure they said no. Now, um, I, wanted to, I wanted to know why that was. And I wanted to know how the Royal Commission can get and talk to people with a, with a disability who are living in the, the community residential unit. And I was, I, was, I was told, gee, you asked a hard question. I said, that's the only type I asked. But one of the things that, the, that was discussed was that I said to the commission, the, the, the chairperson, that we would be willing to somehow work in partnership with them. Uh, he said, that would be, that's fantastic if you can do that, and somebody will be back in contact with you to talk about how. As of yet, nobody has rang. So I hope and pray that no one has forgotten because it will put a big, big damper on the day that we've just had. Yeah, and even like in these SRSs as well, Colin, because... Supported Residential Service. That's what the SRS stands for. Yeah. Uh, I presented at the, uh, the uh, Royal Commission presentation. And uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you to the Royal Commission uh, for inviting Jane and I, especially myself. Uh, Jane can speak for herself on inviting us to talk about the, this particular issue and problem. 
and I basically was talking about that people living in in uh, community residential units, how they feel frightened and scared of retribution that they may get if they start talking about problems or issues with the community residential unit. And I started breaking down and, and crying. Uh, I kept on apologising every time that I got a chance to speak and apologising for doing that. They told me, don't worry, your passion and everything's coming through and we get the, we get what you're trying to say and um, we thank you for saying that and we'll work in partnership somehow. Yes. Um, Colin, for your next question, what advice would you give to the listeners on 3CR who are, who are thinking about making a complaint and coming forward to tell their okay. story? Okay, thank you for your question, Jane. Um, I think it's very, very, very important that you come forward and tell your stories or tell the stories of the people with a disability. If the person with a disability doesn't want you to do that for whatever reason, then I would, um, I would ask you to please, please talk to them about the reasons why you think it's important to do that. Um, it may be that they're scared of retribution or saying something. It may be they're scared of losing where they're living and then they on the street. No matter what the issue is, please keep on talking and try to make the, help the person with a disability to understand how important it is. And nothing will ever change if nobody speaks up. Thank you, Jane. And even for the um, Indigenous people too, that they need to come forward and tell their stories as well, and that, and they need to get the help that they need because they will be believed, and not to be taken off from their families and that, and even in these jails as well, and these pension centres as well. We need other people to tell their stories. Jane, I, I, I also think it's very, very important that whoever you're telling your story to, let the people believe your story. And the, the people that, that are listening take action on what you're saying to try and make sure that something is changed. And I think that's most important, that if, if the commissioner or whoever you're talking to are not listening, nothing will ever change. So you need to make sure, please, that the person you're talking to, whether it be the commissioner or somebody else, they are listening and act on what you're trying to say. Thank you, Jane. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Colin, how can we yes. make these things happen and go down straight down the line? How can we do it? Um, I think that if the commission... If the commission people or somebody from the commission or somebody working from that department are going to do it, then they need to build up the trust with the person with a disability. Why I say that is because I won't know you from a bar of soap, you won't know them from a bar of soap, and you're going to have to, you're going to, have to somehow build up a relationship and a trust with that other person. If it's a parent or a friend or a carer, I think that if they are having trouble or having issues, 
maybe ring reinforce uh, and maybe talk to them, maybe talk to the commission, uh, talk to other people with a disability about how they can do it. But please, please make sure that somehow we do it. And please, if you're having trouble, please ring Reinforce or somebody else. Our phone number is 039-650-7855. I'll also give you my mobile because at the moment, because of this virus, we are not working from from where we normally work. My mobile is 0409-099-402. Please remember the support there to help and support you. Please, pretty please, use it. Thank you. And thanks, Colin. And it's Jane speaking again. Um, these people, when I travelled around with the Royal Commission, right, and when I told them my story and that, and especially up where I was, there was people that were wanting to tell their stories and what happened in the, in the institution there, but they were forced to shut their mouth and not to say a thing, or they'll be in serious, serious, serious trouble. Someone did want it to come forward and tell their story, but this person was, um, a, you know, like this person was um, talked down by an ex-staff member who was at the institution in my day and said to her that you are not going to come forward and tell that story and what happened to you. You're going to tell that person now that you do not want to tell their story. And that is not right. Uh, yes, just like I said before, uh, to ring the self-advocacy groups, find out where your nearest one is, and ring them and talk to them. Well, the latest issues of the Royal Commission for going for the next couple of years, on that they want more people to come forward and to come and tell their stories to the Royal Commission on what's actually happened to them. And if they feel confident and if they will get the help that they need to tell their stories. So, Colin, I'll ask yep. you this question. Any comments about the latest issue, paper, and an emergency planning and response? Uh-uh. Yes. Yeah. Well, first of, first of all, the paper that you're talking about is in regards to the fires that have just happened and yes. uh, how people with a disability were treated. Another major event, this is how uh, uh, Bronwyn was explaining it to me. Now, what I would like to add is that I believe that the government, yes, they need to produce some kind of a paper, but they need to produce it now not when the issue is happening, because then it's too late. If I am in a wheelchair and I, I cannot move, I cannot speak, all of a sudden my support worker comes in, grabs hold of my control on the, my wheelchair and rushes me out of that house. My, my concern I've got is, why in the hell are you doing that? Why don't you talk to me? But if the person talks to me, then we both might be burnt alive. 
That's why I'm saying that no matter what the issue is, whether it be fire, whether it be a flood, tornado, earthquake, whatever the issues are, papers and discussions need to happen now. And that way, people with a disability can put it on their notice board where they are. And their support worker or friends or somebody can keep on reminding them what all that is about. Thanks, Tom. Now, the next question is for me. It's to do with the First Nations issue and the Torres Strait Island people about advocacy groups. Now, we need a lot more... First People Disability Network and people with the first um, from the Torres Strait Island to come forward and tell their stories and to come and help out with the Royal Commission on getting other people with disabilities, physical disabilities, and that to come and tell their stories so they can have the help that they need. Because we should be treated equally like anyone else out in the community and not to be put aside and not to be ignored as well. My name's Jane and I'm in the studio today at 3CR with Colin Hisco talking about the Royal Commission that we both attended. And now we are taking a break with the song that we are having is Taken the Children Away by Archie Roach. The story's right, this story's true. I would not tell lies to you About promises they did not keep And how they fenced us in like sheep Said to us, come take a hand Set us up on mission and Told us to read, to write and pray Then they took the children away, took the children away, yeah, took the children away. They were snatched from their mother's breast, said this is for the best, took them away, said took the children away. Taught them prejudice, you t- 
guess I came back. And we are back on 3CR, and it was the song from Archie Roach on Taking the Children Away. The reason why I chose that song, um, Taking the Children Away, because it's happened to me when because I was taken away from my family and put into institutions in the age of six months old and it would stand for a lot of other children like me who are Aboriginal, Torres Strait Island, people who are not Aboriginal and we were all taken away, put into these institutions and being all forgotten about. And that's when the, treat, the treating people with a disability was not right. We were being sexually abused, physical abused, traumatised, being treated like animals from one paddock to another paddock. And that's standing for the ward as well. And getting the straps and soap rubbed in your mouth and all that. And getting horrible food there. So that's what, what happened in those olden days. And I'm glad things now have changed. But they need to keep changing. We need not need to go back into those days. That's what the um, Archie Roach song stands for. It stands for people that were taken away from their families. And that later on in life, that those, those people were taken back to their families. Those children. We are talking about the Royal Commission. And welcome back, Colin. Thank you. Now, I've got another question, Colin, for you. Why are people with disability voices so important for making choices to the future? Oh, that's an easy question. The answer is, is, why shouldn't they? Get people thinking about that. I believe that it's also really important that the voices of people with a disability are heard. Why? Because, like I said before, if you don't speak up, how do I know what you're feeling and what you're thinking and why you're angry? Why, how is the government going to know what you're thinking and feeling unless you speak and, and talk and, and bring up your issues? But also you need to make sure that when you're talking to somebody, make sure they're understanding, they listen and they respond and act on what you're saying. And you may need to set a timeline for them to get back to you to work out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. But yes, it's really, really important for people with a disability to speak up and have their voices heard. Thank you, Jane. And another one I've got, Colin, um, with, this is with, first with the Aboriginals. The people who speak in their own language, it's very, very important for the ones who can understand what they are saying is to make sure that it's into plain English for people to know what they are saying and to know that if they want to come forward and tell their stories or even do painting as well. And if they can't... Um, tell their stories for the ones who can't speak or anything like that. They can tell their stories on their painting, on you know, and the painting will tell their stories as well, which will be a strong spiritual thing. Yes. Yeah. I think it's really important, and it was really, really great. Uh, 
it was almost like a feather in your cap that you've been able to talk about how people with a disability are going within within the group homes. And I believe it's really important that this this commission is was set up. I thank the government and whoever else it was to, to set it up because it gave us our voice. It gave us a chance to speak up. It gave us our voice to say, I'm sorry, I'm crying. It gave us a chance to say, please don't forget the people in the group homes. Please don't forget them. This is about people in group homes. So why? Why in the hell are you not asking them? I know people are scared. I know they're vulnerable. Somehow, we all need to work together to get all of this done. And I hope and pray that somebody from that commission will eventually ring me and talk to me about working together. My only concern is what is going to happen at the end when those reports are written. Thank you. Yes, definitely. The reason why I reckon raising our voices is very important is because we need people out there with disabilities to come forward to tell their stories. I like coming to the 3CR radio because I want my voice to be out there and, and I want my story to be out there and to be listened to for the ones who are thinking about coming forward to tell their stories to the Royal Commission and for the Torres Strait Island people and for the Aboriginal people who, like me, that need to come forward and tell their stories because the more that the people come forward, it's like a group of people that's coming forward to tell their stories, to raise their voices in a group. Not one person, but a group, because the more voices here, the stronger it gets. So we just need more people to have power, voices to be heard and not to be neglected and ignored. Yeah, I believe it's really, really important that the, the listeners out there help support and help the people with a disability to speak up and to make sure that the government are listening. If we don't speak up, like I said before, how do people know what we're feeling, what we want, or what we think? So it was important for me to attend this Royal Commission uh, because I had my voice heard. I could, I could speak my mind. I could talk about how people with a disability were feeling. They're feeling scared, lonely, Vulnerable. The reinforced phone number is zero three nine six five zero seven eight double five. But because of this virus going around, we're not working from our normal office. So I'll give you my mobile zero four zero nine zero nine nine four zero two. And can I just say, in, 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 in me standing off, because I'm, I'm going to lose it, I don't mean angry-wise, I mean tear-wise, I just want to thank the Commission for giving us the opportunity and the chance to be able to speak. I'd also like to thank the Commission for saying that somebody was going to contact me so we can try and work in partnership together. I just want to say a big, big thank you to them. I want to thank the other people that was on that committee with me.
on supporting me at that committee as I was supporting them. I also think that if one voice is saying, well, not many people will be able to hear you, if there's more, pe the more people that are saying that one word, help, the more people are going to listen, and the more people are going to help and support you. So please, everybody out there, whether you be a parent, an advocate, a support worker, a friend, a colleague, or a person with a disability, please, let's all unite, and we'll get there eventually in the end. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. My name's Jane, and I've been talking about the Royal Commission into Abuse and Neglect for the 3CR Radio today. And I'm hoping that you will take note of it and it will, you'll learn something from it. Thank you, and now I'll pass you to Colin. Thank you, Jane. My name is Colin Hester from Reinforce. I've been speaking about the Royal Commission and people with violence and abuse in the system. Um, I hope you listen to our program. I hope you take it to heart. And I hope that eventually, maybe we can all meet together somewhere and together we will win this. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.